Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rewind and Rewatch. Um, I'm going to be starting off today's episode a little bit differently. In light of the news, I took a break last week. Tony McDade, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and so many others. There is a problem in the United States when it comes to black people and the police. It's real, and I need you guys to pay attention if you haven't been. So I wanted to highlight some resources of ways you can help the Black Lives Matter movement, if you haven't already, on the Rewind and Rewatch podcast um, social media accounts, which will be at rewind underscore rewatch on both Twitter and Instagram, and I'll link that below. There is a Linktree link with an exhaustive list of resources. I suggest that you start with the link that says Black Lives Matter, And that'll take you to a website that has an exhaustive list of resources. It'll show you ways that you can get educated, ways to donate, and ways to sign petitions. If you're looking for other ways to help, um, or you don't have any money, you can also stream this video called How to Financially Help BLM with No Money. It's by this person named Zoe Amira, and in the video there are different spoken word, art, songs, poetry, and just different things that are presented to you by black people. And all you have to do is leave the video playing if you don't want to watch the video. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. But if you don't want to watch, just leave it playing in the background as you go about your day. And all of the money um, from the ad revenue is going to go to different Black Lives Matter organizations. I felt that it was important to share all of this with you guys. I hope that when we look back on this time in history, I hope you're able to say that you helped in some small way. Now, with all of that being said, I'd like to get into episode three of Rewind and Rewatch. So today's episode of As Told by Ginger is called Stealing First. Today's episode was written by Emily Kapnick, and it begins with Carl, Ginger, and their mom, Lois Foutley, in the car being dropped off at school. Well, Lois is dropping her kids off at school. And before Ginger and Carl have a chance to get out the car, Dodie and Macy run up to the car and we're like, did you ask your mom? And Miss Foutley is like, did they ask me what? And Ginger is looking like she's nervous. And Dodie is like, did you, did she say yes? And Miss Foutley's like, did I say yes to what? And um, Dodie finally pulls out a flyer and she's trying to show Mrs. Foutley the information for a ski trip. But before Mrs. Foutley can even take the flyer, Carl snatches it from Dodie's hands. Weird. Um, But you know, that's on brand for Carl. And then Ginger, she's nervous already. And then she doesn't even give Mrs. Foutley a chance to respond. She just kind of is like, all right, mom, love you, bye. And hurries away from the car. Now, as they're walking to the school, Dodie is like, you didn't tell your mom about the ski trip? And she's like nagging Ginger about this. Like, why didn't you tell your mom? And Ginger's like, I'll just tell you guys at lunch. So we cut to Dodie, Macy, and Ginger sitting at lunch together. And Dodie is still nagging Ginger about what the problem would be of why she doesn't want to go on the ski trip. And she thinks it's her nose for some reason. I don't really know why that would be a thing to prevent you from going on a ski trip because she says, is it because your nose gets so red? And I'm, I don't, that would never really be a problem. Was it for anyone? If your nose got red, would that be embarrassing for you that you wouldn't want to go on a ski trip? 
Anyway, she thinks she has a solution just in case that is the problem. And she points out a pimple that's above Macy's lip. And she was like, see, you just take a touch of concealer and she pulls out concealer and she puts it on Macy's lip. And she's like, it's like it was never there, which is not true because now Macy just has a concealer that doesn't match her skin tone on her face. And I feel like that just brings more attention to that part of Macy's face. Anyways, Ginger's like, it's not my nose. And we don't get to figure that out because we cut to Courtney and Miranda looking at the flyer on the school wall for the ski trip. And they're complaining about how boring it is. Like how boring of an opportunity this is to go on. They're first of all in middle school. Who thinks it's boring to go on a ski trip in middle school? I've never been skiing and I would probably break both my ankles if I tried to ski, but I think it'd be such a cool opportunity to go. So the fact that they're complaining about this, I don't know. Um, it's just ridiculous. But anyways, they think it's going to be boring. And Courtney's like, at least it's co-ed. And I'm like, well, that's not something that I focused on in middle school. None of my friend group, really. Goodness. And of course it would be co-ed because it's the whole junior high group bowl from seventh graders up. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, after a couple of episodes... Um, they jump grades. So I feel like the first episode, they were in sixth grade. And then everything after that, in this season, they're in seventh grade. I found that out. I thought that was really strange. But I do think in the first episode, they start off in sixth grade. But now they're a grade ahead. So they're in seventh grade. So everyone from like seventh grade up can go on this ski trip. So it doesn't really matter if it's co-ed or not. I mean, we already knew that. It just, uh, anyways, they think it's going to be boring, which I think is ridiculous, but you know, to each his own. Miranda wants to spice things up a little bit and decides to make this bet with Courtney that she wants to bet Jean-Pierre going to first base with any girl in the school. And Courtney picks Ginger Foutley as the person that they're going to try to manipulate to get Jean-Pierre to go to first base with. I feel like they got some, I feel like they got some devious minds going on in this middle school generation. I'm talking about this as told by Ginger middle school generation because who thinks of that? Goodness. Um, anyways, we're going to cut back to Dodie, Ginger, and Macy at the lunch table. And we see Darren walking towards them. And immediately, as soon as he sits down, Macy asks him for his tartar sauce. And before he even has a chance to answer, she has her fingers, literally puts her fingers in his tartar sauce and is sucking the tartar sauce off her fingers, which is disgusting. That's just gross. Like, why would you? You didn't wait for anyone. You just went ahead and took some man's food. What the heck? Um... Dodie brings up the ski trip because she's still stuck on this apparently and really wants to know why her friend is not going and she was like she's like asking Darren for support which honestly I feel like this is the most we hear Darren talk in these first couple of episodes um and she's asking Darren like what he thinks and he was like sorry I got an orthodontist appointment and if I don't black out then I'm just gonna be asleep in bed after the entire ordeal and so he's not going, so he was no help. Dodie asked Ginger one more time, like, why isn't she going? Still pestering her. And then Ginger finally is fed up, apparently, because she has to scream, I can't ski, in front of the entire cafeteria. Which, you know, is a little melodramatic, but we're in middle school, so it's on brand for that. And then Dodie and Macy convince her that not skiing is 
not that big of a deal because you can still do so much at a ski resort. And I don't, I mean, I guess they're in middle school, so you wouldn't know that, but duh, Ginger, duh. Honestly, I feel like I kind of just took opportunities to hang out with my friends because I would always have a good time and it didn't really matter what we were doing. And I, I mean, I honestly still kind of do that. Um, go to concerts, even if I'm not going to enjoy whatever is playing. But if I enjoy the people, then I feel like I'm always going to have a good time. But anyways, they're planning their outfits and... That's when Courtney and Miranda interrupt and Courtney is spinning this lie saying, I heard from someone who heard from someone who told me to tell you that Jean-Pierre would like to go on a more advanced slope with you. And honestly, if I was in middle school, I would probably not have any idea at what she was hinting to. Like, what the heck are you talking about? Um, how far advanced are you talking about here? Like, there was so much vagueness in that statement but uh ginger is like freaking out and it's just the way that courtney and miranda just manipulate people for their own amusement is just so wrong and so ridiculous but honestly at the same time you just laugh the entire time all right now like all episodes there are two storylines going on so i'm gonna cut to carl real fast and so carl is with Hoodsy at his lunch table and they're talking about the ski trip as well but they're not old enough to go on the ski trip because they're in elementary school and Carl has concocted this scheme and we don't know what it is because he's telling Hoodsy with a full mouth and he's just sitting there chewing his food and talking which is disgusting but then that's Carl and he's like so excited about this whatever his plan is I'm not going to reveal it just yet and Hoodsy's like I don't know Carl I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Um, so we're cutting back to Ginger. It's after school for both Carl and Ginger. And Mrs. Foutley is like cleaning up her kitchen. And Ginger is sitting there upset about the whole ski trip situation because she's talking to her mom. And she was trying to ask for advice, even though it was very apprehensively because she was like, I can't really talk to you about these kinds of things. And so she was trying to set this analogy of... So I was nervous about this one thing and now I'm not nervous about that anymore. But now there's this other thing that seems super big. And so she finally just asked her mom, how old were you when you decided to go on a more advanced slope? And Lois, it clicks for her. She's like, we're not talking about, um, we're not talking about skiing anymore, are we? And she's like, no. And then Lois goes off on this whole tangent. She was like, it just feels like it was so long ago when you were in diapers. You remember those days? We cut to Ginger being on the phone with Dodie, talking about how weird that was. And Dodie's like, let's put a pin in that. Let's talk about what you're going to wear. And then Dodie's mom, this is our first time hearing Dodie's mom. She tells Dodie to give the mouthpiece a rest, which sounds so much like my mom. Not in those words, but my mom used to tell me to get off the phone with my friends all the time. Oh my goodness, it's so funny because she'd be like, you guys just got out of school. What do you have to say to each other? Obviously a lot. We have to talk about what happened in school. We have to um, discuss what we want to do for the weekend and just a whole bunch of other things. So, I mean, parents just don't get it. But I remember what it was like in those days. You had to talk about everything in middle school. But yeah, Dodie's mom is telling Dodie to give the mouthpiece a rest. And she also tells Ginger to tell Hoodsy to come home. 
which we found out Hoodsy's real name is Robert Joseph. She's like, tell Robert Joseph to come home. But no one calls him that except his mother, of course. So when we cut to Carl and Hoodsy, they're hanging from Carl's ceiling, like on this homemade bench, just hanging from his ceiling. And they're wearing like ski clothes and Carl has skis in his hand. And I'm wondering how he puts all of this together because he's only in like fifth grade. If we're going up a grade for Ginger and her friends, then Carl is like in fifth grade at this point. And he shouldn't be able to put this whole elaborate thing together, but he does. And they're talking about how they want to set the world record for staying on a ski lift the longest, which is such a random record you, that you want to set. I mean, how, and also we saw how fast he took the flyer from Dodie's hands at the beginning of this episode. So it took him like, how does he come up with things this fast of just all of these plans that he makes? Anyways, Ginger knocks on the door and they say, who is it? And a cool thing that I notice that when it pans to the door is that the wire from Carl's booby trap is still cut. Now, I don't know if I talked about this in the first episode. I honestly cannot remember. And I probably should have listened to my first episode of Rewind and Rewatch, but I didn't. Um, so I'm kind of winging this and I'll be a little repetitive. But in the first episode, when Ginger was going to go rob the bank, she stopped um, at Carl's room first and decided to steal some of his clothes, some all black clothing, which did not make sense because he's in fourth grade, she was in sixth grade. It doesn't add up of why those clothes fit you, but I'm digressing. Anyways, when they opened his room door, he had set up a booby trap that would pelt them with chewed up gum. Yes, you heard me right. That's freaking disgusting, but that is still on brand for Carl. So it makes sense. They got pelted with chewed up gum when she flicked his light switch and she finally cut the wire after a while. And I noticed that in this episode that the wire is still cut. I'm sorry. I just like noticing these little things. Um, anyway, so when Ginger comes in the room, she like, I mean, of course, who wouldn't question them? Why are you hanging from the ceiling? She asked them why. And they say classified, of course, because that's like Carl's motto. Don't let outsiders know what you're up to. All right. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. We're going to go to the next day and... Ginger is writing her journal, getting ready for the ski trip, and all you hear from Carl's room is a whole bunch of banging and drilling. What the heck he's up to? I still don't know because they honestly never answered that question. Um, <laughs> Ginger's mom presents her with this ugly outfit for her to wear on the ski trip. And if you remember your middle school days, I know it was a long time ago, but reach, reach far and wide for those middle school memories and think about how embarrassing it would be to show up with just a, an a ugly outfit. I mean, it shouldn't have mattered, but it did. And it was embarrassing. I still remember when I was in fifth grade, I'll never forget this. We had some kind of ceremony and I had to come up on stage and I hated the outfit that my mom picked out for me. It was this ugly green outfit. It was this dress that had like this long roby looking jacket. And it was just hideous. And it had like this paisley print in it. It looked like what old black people wore to church. All I was missing was the hat people and the two inch pumps. Goodness, I hated that outfit and I still remember it to this day. And I thought it would be a little bit better for me to take my jacket off. <laughs> but I just got embarrassed even further because I was wearing this bright red bra, like training bra, and you could see the training bra and everyone was like, Kira, your training bra is showing. 
And that was just even more embarrassing. So the whole day was just a failure. I just hated it. But I say all that say that outfits were important back then. I mean, not so much now. People don't care. At least we stop caring about superficial things like that as we get older, hopefully, and we just start expressing ourselves through clothes when we want to. But it's not that big of a deal anymore. Um, but it was back then. <laughs> so Ginger is cringing about this outfit that she has to wear because she didn't have anything else to wear to the ski resort. But I also think that it just shows that Lois was trying her best and that's all she was able to provide. And honestly, I think that gets lost in translation sometimes because parents don't always want to tell their kids that they're not able to provide something new for them or go somewhere or do something. So Lois was just trying to do the best she could with this hand-me-down situation, uh, which was something that she wore when she was in school. And I felt that I remember one time I wanted to go to the movies. I wish my parents would have just told me that it was for financial reasons that it was just a time period where I could not go to the movies. I feel like a brat about it now, but I was just being so upset not being able to go to the movies with my friends. But had I known for a good reason, I mean, I probably shouldn't have acted like a brat anyways, but definitely wouldn't have acted as a brat if I had known why. Anyways, back to the show. So at the bus stop for uh, them to be picked up, we see Ginger talking to her friends and then Carl and Hoodsy biking behind the bus and waiting for their chance to hop on the bus. And they're not hopping like inside the bus. No, they decide to ride on top of the bus. Ginger walks down the aisle feeling embarrassed. <laughs> and then when Courtney sees her, she's trying to like give her a little pep talk about this whole Jean-Pierre situation. I forgot to mention that Jean-Pierre is this French exchange student, which I don't remember having exchange students in middle school. It probably would have been super cool, but yeah, I don't remember having exchange students in middle school. Anyway, she tells Miranda to move a seat back and tells Ginger to sit next to her. And so Courtney's trying to talk to her, but before that happens, um, Miranda goes a seat back and that's Macy. And Macy says the best line for me in this episode, um, I'm supposed to be saving that seat for someone, Miranda. And then Miranda just kind of glares at her and so then uh, Macy backtracks and is like, that someone is you. And I just found that so hilarious. It makes me chuckle every single time. That little backtrack that she tries to do. So anyways, on the bus ride up to the whole ski lodge area, Courtney is trying to give a pep talk to Ginger about like her experience with boys and like what she's supposed to do with Jean-Pierre. It's just a whole bunch of BS, honestly. We see that they get to the resort and then we cut to Mrs. Foutley answering the phone and it turns out that it's from Hoodsy's mom. Miss Bishop calls and I'm guessing she's asking for like Hoodsy and then uh, Lois is like, no, they were supposed to be at your house. And so Lois is figuring out that they got duped. And so we see Lois driving. She sees Darren at a bus stop looking all gloomy. And she stops and she's like, what's up? And he is like, I was supposed to have an orthodontist appointment, but my ortho canceled. And so now I missed the ski trip for nothing. She was like, well, today's your lucky day. And she's like giving him a ride up to the ski resort. Honestly, he's only wearing like jeans in this like oversized like flannel looking shirt and a t-shirt that's not going to be very comfortable at a ski lodge but you know whatever it's just a cartoon things don't have to make sense that much so back at the ski resort we have ginger getting advice on how to french kiss from her friends when she gets in the line to go on the 
ski lift. She finally sees Carl and she's like, Carl, what are you doing here? And he's like, hey, Ginger. And then it's Ginger's turn to get on the ski lift. And then we hear Carl bribing the person that works at the ski lift saying, hey, if you stop this ski lift, we'll give you a part of our fortunes once we become the world record holders. And I'm wondering how the heck are you going to be duped by these elementary schoolers into not doing your job? And like they're talking you out of like doing what you're supposed to do. This guy has to be in high school at the least. And I'm just like, you're going to let elementary schoolers talk you into this. I mean, Carl is pretty savvy, so I, I, no, it couldn't happen. I'm lying to myself, honestly. He's an elementary schooler, and you are at, in high school at the least, ski lift person. You shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be talked into something like this. It's just ridiculous. But anyways, Carl manages to talk himself into being on the ski lift and for the guy to pause the ski lift. And so Ginger is stuck on the ski lift with Jean-Pierre, because that's who she got in line with, and then we have a couple of seats back. We have Miranda and Courtney and then uh, Dodie and Macy. Dodie and Macy are complaining that they can't see anything. And Miranda and um, Courtney can see Ginger and Jean-Pierre. And Courtney is like, all right, Ginger, you can do it. You can do it. And Miranda is like, remember Jean-Pierre, you could have any girl that you want to. Oh, that reminds me. A scene that I failed to discuss a minute earlier is as they were waiting in line, a girl comes up to Jean-Pierre and he's like flirting with her and doing that whole stereotype for French people. And then he is like, what can I say? I love all female girls, which I hated that line so much because... One, you used female girls in a sentence. It does not make any sense. Ugh, it just... Okay, anyways, I'm not going to go on that tangent. Um, So back to the ski lift. Ginger's stuck on the... <laughs> she's stuck on the ski lift with Jean-Pierre. And she's trying to make small talk. And I just had to laugh at her version of small talk. She was like, so, what's it like being French? <laughs> I really like your toast. <laughs> I'm sorry, that still makes me laugh because it's such a fail. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. So anyways, we're cutting to Mrs. Foutley and Darren on the road. And Mrs. Foutley is just sitting there complaining about Carl. And she was like, I was a good mother. I gave him his vegetables. I put him to bed on time. And just saying all these list of things, she was like, why did he have to turn out like this? And I like how relatable the situation is when you're in especially in middle school, when you were in a car with your friend's parent, you didn't have that relationship with your friend's parent. At least I didn't have that relationship with most of my friend's parents, except one where I would just like sit there and have a conversation with her. But um, Darren is so uncomfortable. He was like, so can we listen to the radio, Miss Foutley? And I just thought that was hilarious too, because it's so relatable. Like, I don't want to talk about you and your child problems. I just want to go to the ski resort to see my friends. I mean, seriously. So Miss Foutley gets to the ski resort and it's Hoodsy. Hoodsy's supposed to be the partner in crime and he's the one that gives them away because you see Miss Foutley looking all over for him, for Carl. And Hoodsy's like, hey, Carl, there's your mom. And then he screams, hey, Miss Foutley. And she was like, Carl, I'm going to kill you when you get down from there. And then she goes up to the ski re she, the ski lift operator and is like, I need you to get them down, like right now. And he was like, sorry, no, can't do. They'll be up there for another 16 hours. And 
he's like trying to explain how they're going to break a world record. And she was like, you know, who's going to have a world record? The fastest unemployment rate. You better get my kid down right now. And I was like, and that's on don't mess with the mom wanting to get her child. So the ski lift starts back up and this causes the chairs to wobble a little bit and Ginger falls out and she starts skiing. Even though she doesn't know how to ski, she's doing something because it's either that or die. So she starts skiing and Darren is at the bottom of the hill that she's coming down. She is screaming at first as she's coming down the hill and then she starts having fun and she realizes that this is actually pretty fun. And Darren is talking to her. He's like, I thought you didn't know how to ski. And she's screaming back. I don't know how to ski and I sure don't know how to stop either. And she crashes into Darren. And so this episode ends with Ginger and Darren sitting in the back of the bus because Darren needs to prop his foot up and he has a cast on his foot, which how fast does it take to get a cast put on? I feel like it'd take a little bit longer than that, but it's nighttime by the time we see like the bus um, driving back. And then behind the bus, we have Mrs. Foutley Carl and Hoodsy in the back seat. Carl's in the front seat. And Mrs. Fatley's just yelling at Carl, like, why would you do this? Oh my gosh. Hoodsy in the back seat, just eating like a chocolate bar or something. And minding his business while Carl gets yelled at. And we close out with Ginger signing Darren's cast on his foot and then writing in her journal, talking about how skiing and French kissing are probably like the same thing because... They are both, they both seem scary at first, but then once you start doing it, it's really fun. And the hard part is knowing when to stop. But then she writes that she'll have to get back to us on the French kissing part because she still hasn't done that yet. And then the episode closes out. So now it's time to talk about some themes that I want to point out in this episode. The major theme for Ginger is not feeling pressured to do anything because this entire episode, she's being manipulated by... Miranda and Courtney to kiss this guy and they've manipulated this whole situation saying that this guy likes her which is such a middle school thing because Ginger had like no interest in this guy at first until it was like oh this guy has interest in you and then it's like oh okay maybe I have feelings for him but you really know you don't that's how that was and so she's kind of feeling pressured into the situation of having to kiss this guy and I I, (laughs) there was a really great I don't tell all of like play-by-play of everything that's happening in this episode, just the highlights mostly. But there was the scene that I should have said. When they were waiting in line, Ginger gets called up to stand next to John pierre and she leaves Dodie and Macy behind. But I love that Dodie and Macy were so supportive like of her doing what she felt was right because Dodie especially was like, remember, no means no. And I love that that was the message that they put out for young people watching that. Like, you don't have to do something just because everyone's telling you to do it. I liked, I feel like that should be the theme for this episode because she ended up not following through and she conquered one fear. And that was another thing that was a theme in this episode is conquering fears. She might not have meant to ski, but definitely when she was already doing it, she realized how it was not that scary. So I feel like sometimes you have to get a push And you realize that things are not as scary as they seem to be. And I feel like that works with Ginger skiing. And I'm still standing by the kissing thing. We're not feeling overly pressured to do something. And that's a good theme as well. Now for Carl. Oh, Carl is, I love Carl and Hoodsy. They're a great duo. I feel like for them, their major theme was going after their dreams. 
Carl said, I have an idea. I'm going to execute this idea. I'm going to bring my friend along with me and we're going to do this. And it might not have turned out the way he wanted it to. He was up there for less than three minutes and he complained about that when the ski lift started again. But he tried to, ex he tried to execute a plan and he was in there wholeheartedly. And I feel like we don't do that enough. I gotta be, I gotta be a lot more like Carl. And when I say that I'm gonna do something, go for it and not be afraid of the outcome. So that was a, that was a good message from Carl's storyline. Now, from some of the supporting characters in this, I just wanna say being a great friend comes a long way because Dodie and Macy, are really great friends. It was that conversation about them telling her that if she's not ready for anything, she doesn't have to do it. And saying no means no. That just shows that they were always on her side no matter what. And that was great. And that they weren't going to, they were not the ones that were going to pressure her to do anything just because it was cool. So I like that about them. Darren talked more in this episode, but still did not have any depth to him just yet. And I'm so excited because I know what happens. I've watched this all before. I'm going to be so excited when I get to some uh, future episodes where we get more from Darren. We have Miranda and Courtney who are manipulative as always. And I want growth from them. Goodness. I just want y'all to learn. Be better human beings. I feel like that's a good note to end on, you know? Be better human beings. We can all strive to do that. So, with all of that being said, I hope you enjoyed episode 3 of Rewind and Rewatch as we talked about episode 3 of As Told by Ginger, Stealing First. Um, there's really nothing left to say now, so I will see you next Saturday.